Good Friday, Stations of the Cross. How frequently we find ourselves fleeing from the crosses of everyday life. Our Lord Jesus gently leads us back to our town, to our workplace, to our life, so that in faith we can do the work he has given us to do. Only here in our everyday life can all that is earthly and transitory die within us, leaving behind only that which is eternal. Introductory Prayer Before the Cross Jesus, I truly believe you are here with me. With deep devotion, I ask you, through the grace of your cross, to give me the gift of faith and love so that I may not remain passive or indifferent to the revelation of your love. I desire to open my heart to you and to meditate upon the journey of your life and my life. Grant me freedom, if even only for a short time, from all of my distractions and troubled thoughts. I place all of these in your hands. Protect me from them. Cure me of these distractions and of the indifference that is in my heart. Let me know that you are near. Please, Lord, guide me by filling my heart with the gift of your Holy Spirit as I pray this way of the cross. Holy Spirit, please open my eyes and my heart to better understand the words of sacred scripture. May they find a home in my heart. Enlighten my thoughts so that I might understand today what is mine to understand. Renew in me the desire to be like Christ in all things. By your power and grace, may I not only call myself a child of God, May that be what I truly am. Amen. The first station. Jesus is condemned to death. Together, let us say, We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Matthew 27, 22 through 26. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why, what crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility, all the people answered. His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Matthew 27, 22 through 26. Reflection on Station 1. Accepting one's condemnation. I am judged and condemned to death. My friends and apostles have fled. Those who yesterday listened to me preach now unquestioningly support the government and the religious authorities that condemn me to die. So recently they praised me, full of admiration for the miracles I worked. They stood close beside me, the first of my crowds of followers. 
eager to touch me and to assure me of their loyalty. Now they are all against me, forcing Pilate to have me crucified. This foreigner, Pilate, would like to set me free. It is those closest to me, the people of my blood and my heritage. They are the ones who insist that he condemns me to death, and he does. The people around you, even your very best friends, will judge and condemn you. You are not always the one at fault, and yet you are always the one condemned. Now you know that you cannot rely completely on men. God is always with you, as support and as your security. Accepting this cross frees you. You are no longer tied to those men and women who once saw you as support. Now I, through this cross, invite you to turn utterly to me. If people condemn you, come to my side, for I have also been judged and condemned. Don't defend yourself against this judgment. Don't complain, for their judgments cannot annihilate you. Their condemnation does not leave you alone and friendless. Rather, it brings you closer to me and leads you into eternal glory. This sentence is your door to me, to a close and perfect friendship with me. Now, no one can condemn you. Second Station Jesus receives the cross. Together, let us say, We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. John 19.17 Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Accepting one's daily crosses. They put a heavy cross on me. I am already covered with wounds. This cross is heavy, an unjust burden, but I embrace it without complaining. I shall strive to carry it with what little strength I possess. I could have defended myself or called upon others to defend me. I could have said, I am innocent, why must I suffer? But I accepted the cross and carry it without complaining. Every moment of your life can be a burden. You can accept it with patience or try to shake it off. You can flee from it or face it. You have seen me accept my burden, and you know where you can always find me, beside you, in the midst of your own suffering. Your strength does not lie in running away. At each and every moment of your life, you must decide if you want to accept the difficulty life offers, which is to follow me, or to reject them, which is to deny me. Following me does not mean that you are not to seek solutions amidst your difficulties, nor does it mean that you must make yourself a victim or deny the abuse. To follow me is to face everything, putting love of God and of neighbor first, yet without forgetting yourself. This is the second cross. Few people recognize it. Many will look for extraordinary crosses. But your cross is to be found in accepting your daily difficulties with humility and in doing your daily chores with love. 
God exists in the ordinary, your daily routine is your life and your cross. If you accept it, you will receive many graces and you will feel my presence in your life. I will help you become victorious, and soon nothing can truly trouble you. Your faith will grow and develop quickly. The third station. Jesus falls the first time beneath the cross. Together, we adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Ephesians 5, 2 Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Having the courage to fall down It is difficult to accept when we fall down. Everyone wishes to remain standing, to withstand and to prevail. Yet see... I am God and I fall beneath the cross, powerless. Those about me marveled when they witnessed my miracles. Now they see me fall, beaten and despised. I urge you, have courage to fall and to admit that you have fallen. Do not attempt to minimize it. Here on earth you cannot be other than what you are. Mortal mean, doomed to die. Fear not, it is written, Whoever loses his life will find it. Why are you afraid to fall? Why are you ashamed when you have suffered defeat? Why do you cringe when other men are cleverer than you? Why do you fear when your sins drag you down? You would like to persevere, to triumph. But see, when you fall, you can come to me. Don't be afraid. Falling is not the end. Why do you take it to heart so much? Why are you so ashamed? Your fall brings you closer to me so that I can give you new strength. Know that I too fell down. Now you can see my face in your fall. Together, we will defeat sin and failure. Do not hide alone in your fall. Rather, come close to me. The fourth station. Jesus meets his mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Luke 2, 34-35 Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Luke 2, 34-35 Bringing Distress to Loved Ones It is impossible never to be a source of distress to someone you love. I could have avoided meeting my mother, Do you know what it means to meet someone to whom your very appearance must be a cause of pain? I am rejected and despised like a heretic and a seducer. My mother knows all this and knows yet more. She sees the fullness of my pain, both within and without. She looks me in the eyes, 
what a cross it is to look into the eyes of a loved one when all others mock you. It is impossible to never bring distress to people who love you. You cannot protect them from it. Do not reject this cross. You will find me when you see that you have distressed your friends and your family. You see how your troubles pain them. This worries you. My mother understood who I was even in my defeat. Any desire that remained in her heart that I might succeed died in her. Yet her faith was unshaken. You will recognize a true friend if he stands by you, if nobody else finds anything praiseworthy in you. Accept what is offensive about you. Accept the fact that you will disappoint others. That sometimes those you love will not always be proud of you. That sometimes you will be a cause of tears and worry to them. Then you will meet my mother and me, and we will console you and defend you. The Fifth Station Simon of Cyrene helps Jesus to carry the cross. Together, we adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Luke 23, 26 As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him, and made him carry it behind Jesus. Luke 23:26. Allowing others to help you. No one respects me anymore. Those to whom I was closest have fled. Those whom I cured have abandoned me too. Full of wounds and covered in blood, shaken after meeting my mother, I needed loving hands to support me. But the only one who comes has to be forced. I long for help given in compassion and love. Simon has to be forced to help me. It is a cross to find no one who will suffer with you willingly. I urge you to accept even this cross. You are no longer alone in suffering because I am with you. Even more, have the courage to allow others to help you. I did it, although I am omnipotent. Let others help you. Let them take care of you. Admit that you need them. This is a cross, and you cannot avoid it. Learn to see this for what it is, a door to me. Don't be astonished if everything in you opposes this cross. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. Galatians 5.17 Receive your cross and follow me. Then you will be with me. The Sixth Station Jesus and Veronica We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Matthew 25:40. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me.
Matthew 25:40. Accepting a favor without being able to repay it. They have taken everything from me, and everyone has left me. I am alone, stripped of everything on my way to death. Now Veronica comes up to me and wipes my face with a cloth. Do you know what I feel at this moment? I am deeply moved and full of gratitude, but I have nothing with which to reward her. Nothing but my suffering and my pain. So I give her the image of my bloody face. It is a cross to allow people to do you a favor without being able to reward them. Have courage and do what you have seen me do. Do not hesitate to be indebted to others. You do not need to pay for everything. Rather, give yourself in return. Learn to receive without immediately thinking of repayment. This, too, is a door to me, suffering the shame of giving nothing in return. In this way, you will meet me, and you will recognize anew the Father. You cannot ever reward him for what he gives you. He is like a spring exuding water generously. If you seek to be generous to others in this way, you are indeed my father's child. But you must therefore accept the cross that you cannot repay God for all his love. Be like a child who enjoys his father and his mother's love without offering anything in return. The seventh station, Jesus falls a second time. Together, we say, We adore thee, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Psalm 22, 7, 8 All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Psalm 22, 7 through 8. Relapsing. I fell once. My friends and followers, everyone who loved me, wanted to see me strong. Now I fall a second time. I see the pain in my mother's eyes and hear the mockery of my enemies. My friends withdraw further from me in disappointment. My weakness outrages them all. They ask themselves, Is this really the Messiah? I embrace this cross like those that have come before. My Father desires to show in me that He is stronger than any offense. The first time you fall, you may be able to repel judgment with an excuse. Weakness a second time exposes you to the world. You will set yourself against this cross. You will want to put things right and justify yourself. If you do, you become a stranger to me. By doing so, you do not bear witness to me, but to yourself. You only want to show your own strength. Your strength is not enough. Although you will fall again and again, I will raise you. Then others will say, Look, someone has raised him. Your seventh cross then consists in admitting your weakness. Do not be afraid to fall, but to turn to me. If you accept this cross, you will find me.
the eighth station. Jesus comforts the women of Jerusalem. Together. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Luke 23, 28, 31. Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Luke 23, 28, 31. Comforting ones. Comforting others in one's own grief. Women who have listened to me still believe and love me. I bless their children. They look at me with their hearts, struggling to understand how I could suffer condemnation. They weep, for they feel that when I am condemned, life itself is condemned. I comfort them in their sadness. This is the cross of conquering one's own grief and seeking freedom within it. Grief is not the real tragedy in the end. Hard-heartedness and spiritual blindness are tragic. It is tragic not to recognize that there is resurrection within each death, recovery within each illness, reunion within each farewell. It is tragic to submit to self-pity. You win a victory where you see the grief of another and comfort him when you yourself need to be comforted. Then it will be God who comforts you. Have courage to do without human comfort and ask God for strength. This is how you will conquer the world, by depending on me completely. Follow the stations of the cross. It is the path to life. If you yourself are wounded and in pain, but comfort others, then you will find me and I will hold you up under any cross. The ninth station. Jesus falls the third time. Together we say, We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Psalm 31, 10-11 My strength fails because of my affliction, and my bones grow weak. Because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors. Psalm 31, 10-11 Suffering a total defeat I fall a third time. The people believe that it will be my final collapse. Just when they imagine I could not possibly rise up from the ground, I summon all my strength, take up the cross, and drag it up to Golgotha. A man can go on even if nobody thinks that it is possible. The moment will come when people tell you, there's nothing more to be expected from you. It's the end. You yourself will think, I can't go on. This is the moment of complete helplessness. It is the moment of your surrender, of the realization of your failure. Do you really want to abandon all hope? Don't be afraid. There is another door, and you will meet me again behind it. If you cannot rely on yourself any longer, I will still be there. 
You will cry out from the depths of your heart, and I will answer. Here is a new cross. To lose all and to be left alone. To have no one who believes in you anymore. To be given up. If you accept this cross, I will surprise you with my presence and my strength. You will be able to go to the ends of the earth in my name. Are you willing to accept this cross? Do not fear. I am with you. I have conquered the world. The Tenth Station Jesus is stripped of his clothes. Together. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Psalm 22, 17, 18. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. Psalm 22, 17, 18. Stripped bare. I endure being stripped of my clothes, deprived of all even my most intimate garments. They are eager to expose and shame me. You want to have some small space, some sphere that belongs to you only, that will not be invaded by anyone else. You want to have something that no one sees, a place to protect your dignity from offense. You are prepared to guard it and to hide it from all other eyes. You are convinced you have a right to it. This is your intimate possession, and you are ready to fight to defend it. But there will come a moment when there is no chance for you to save anything for yourself. There are situations you must let everything go, when nothing is left to you, when you are depraved of everything. You must endure this cross. You have to give everything to God. Even so, do not fear. We, my Father and I, will remain your most intimate and untouchable sphere. You suffer when your body is violently stripped of clothes. It is much more painful when your soul is stripped. Your sins have exposed you. You are ashamed. In vain you will strive to justify yourself, to appear innocent. You must sacrifice even your privacy, and I will transform it into perfect innocence. Admit that you are too weak to attain it. Accept this cross, and nobody will be able to degrade you. Allow your Father to give you new clothes. This is the tenth cross, the cross of man's disregarded sense of shame, the cross of man's longing for innocence, the cross of man's fear that others will learn of his guilt. Accept this cross, and you will meet me. Your fear will dissolve. Admit your weakness. Admit that you are degraded by sin. If you admit that, no one will ever be able to harm you. Eleventh Station Jesus is nailed to the cross. Together. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. 
because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Isaiah 53:5. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53. Being nailed to the cross. As long as you carry the cross, you have the opportunity to throw it off. As soon as you are nailed to the cross, you cannot escape. Now you know that the cross is your destiny until death. It is hard to accept this. Even now, perhaps nailed to the cross with me, you are eager to throw it off. You cannot. This is where you will die. Who will nail you to this cross? Your fellow men. Are you afraid or do you rely entirely on me? Remember, there are crosses from which there is no escape and no relief. In vain you will try to avoid them. Stop this futile fight and come to me. Dying with me means perfect victory. Don't be afraid. Don't delude yourself that there may be other ways. The cross will remain till the end. The sooner you accept dying, the sooner you will rise again. Remember this eleventh cross, for when you are nailed to it forever, you are also nailed to me. Twelfth station. Jesus dies upon the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. One of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. John 19:34. Dying on the cross. Death. I go from this world not into nothingness, but to live in a new way. By dying, I accomplished my Father's will. I speak my final words Father, into your hand I commend my spirit. With this death, I fulfill my Father's plan. You think death is the end, and so you live in fear and resist the mere thought of death. But as long as you do not accept it, you will feel a heavy burden resting upon your shoulders. If you accept death, you win the victory and come to me. I am far from you as long as you reject death and ask me to spare you. This is the way to me, through death. Death destroys everything that is sinful and mortal in you. Death liberates you from the cross and chains you to itself. But I have destroyed death and free you from it. Boldly look into the eyes of death. Regard this cross as the Father's present, as fulfillment. The Father has tolerated death. If you oppose dying, you oppose the Father in me. The twelfth cross is the peak, the moment of completion, a feast. It is the beginning of life. It is the beginning of life.
13th station. Jesus is taken from the cross and laid in Mary's bosom. Together, we adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Lamentations 1.12 All you who pass by, look around and see. Is any suffering like my suffering that was inflicted on me? Lamentations 1.12 Not being able to enjoy the fruits of one's labors. Only when I am dead do my friends return to me. Remember this. You who want to see the fruits of your labors at once... My disciples often die in hopelessness and shame, and others, not they, harvest what they have sown. Through the labors of my disciples, others gain friends and new life. This is the moment for you to serve as the seed of a new world. What a new cross this is. Only after your death, when you are taken from the cross, you will receive honor. For all of eternity, no cross will ever again be a burden to you because you had the courage to bear the cross in your life on earth. To work, but not to be able to enjoy the fruits of one's labors. This is the 13th cross. It takes courage to sow the seed without being able to harvest the crop. But see, I am the true fruit of your renunciation and I shall lift you from death into resurrected life. The fourteenth station. The body of Jesus is laid in the tomb. Together. We adore thee, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. John 12, 24 Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. John 12, 24 Living Without Human Hope my friends think they do me a great honor by laying my body in the tomb. They care for my body, forgetting what I had told them. On the third day, I will rise. The tomb worries you. You fear that when the tomb is built, you will cease to exist. In everyday life, we face the tomb of our past sins and failings. Now we face the cross of bearing our last wish that we might be respected here on earth. This wish prevents you from being of real importance, from being a light for others. How can you be a light as long as you shrink back from the burial of your dark egoism? You want to be near me, but don't want to burn your bridges behind you. Only I can transform your life. Bury your wishes and accept the 14th cross. There is resurrection by, beyond it. Know that I delight in the tomb in which your arrogance is buried. You don't want to be put in a tomb. You are shocked by the thought of letting go of this life. Then you must remain dead. If you were willing to accept death, you would be able to rise in my life. 
only the one who dies can rise. Don't be afraid. What you call death is a bridge from you to me. The death of sin means joy and union for you and me, the fulfillment of all wishes and longings. I have gone this way before you, and I am waiting for you. Don't you understand that by my death I did not leave the world, but have restored the entire world fully unto me? Before the moment of death, I was only a strange guest on this fallen earth. Now I am once again the master. Through death you will be as I am. Give to death what belongs to it. Don't regard the tomb as a sad ending, but as a birth and a real beginning. Give up your pride and be ready to die, and the fiery dawn of Easter will rise up before you. A final prayer before the cross. Jesus, you accepted suffering for love of us, and your suffering has become our redemption. We thank you for your cross. We thank you for your wounds and for the three hours of agony. We thank you for the words on the cross by which you gave us Mary as your mother. Here is your mother. We thank you for the words on the cross by which you show us true forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. In this hour, we come to your cross and offer you all our sufferings, the sufferings of families, of the church, of the world. We know that you have redeemed us. Pray that by the cross, this sign of triumph, the Almighty God may liberate all those who suffer from the influence of evil. Pray that by this holy cross, this sign of grace, Almighty God may give us all the graces we need, the graces of reconciliation and of peace, of love, of faith, and of salvation. Pray that by this sign of the cross, the Almighty God may bless and protect all of us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.